The Bible Study Podcast, episode 370. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 29. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. Today, as we're looking at Psalm 29, we're looking again at a Psalm of David, and this time we're looking at a Psalm of Praise. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Now, this is a phrase here that we're getting ascribed to the Lord that is a little more obscure. We don't tend to see that a lot, but ascribed to it is basically saying, give God the credit that he deserves for his glory and strength. And it is very similar to the word worship in the sense that the original meaning of the word worship comes from recognizing the worthiness of is where worship comes from. And so in this particular opening set of verses here, David is encouraging us to recognize the glory, to recognize those things about God that are worth our worship, those things about God that are worth our praise, those things about God that are exemplary, those things about God that are unique. And so he says specifically his glory and strength and his splendor and his holiness. So let's look at each of those, his glory. And we've talked about that. Glory is a word that is used, especially in the Old Testament. Remember when Moses goes up and sees God or sees just even the back of God. When Moses is in the presence of God to receive the Ten Commandments, he comes back and he's been in the Shekinah, the the shining glory of God. And people can't even bear to look on his face that there is something about the presence of God, there's something about God that is glorious, that is way beyond the ordinary and is wonderful. And I mean that in the literal meaning of wonderful. And the strength of God. And again, if you happen to be threatened, you want the guy standing behind you who's got your back to be somebody who is strong and who more so than God. And as David thinks about God, he thinks about his strength as well, his protection and his ability to do things. We don't believe in the God that the deists do that doesn't care and just wound up the universe like a watch and lets it run. But we also don't believe in a God who is impotent, who doesn't have the strength to accomplish things. And so David says, because we know that God has strength, we should ascribe to the Lord. We should worship the Lord for this attribute. His splendor, splendor again being a word like glory, when we look at something that is just so wonderful, just so awe-inspiring, when David thinks of God, he uses those words. And his holiness, and his holiness meaning a couple different things. One is his separateness in the sense that things that are holy are set apart for God's use, and that God is not us, but also that God is consistent to his nature, that God is always good. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox, The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. 
The Lord shakes the deserts of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forests bare. And in his temple all cry glory. That's a little longer piece than I usually have been doing here for the Psalms, but you'll notice that theme there of the voice of the Lord. And if you think about it, if we go way back to Genesis 1, as God is speaking forth into creation all that was created, there is power in the voice of the Lord. As God is acting in the creation that he made, as God is creating the heavens and the earth, the writer of Genesis talks about God speaking, and therefore the voice of the Lord over the waters. The voice of the Lord over the waters, again, harkens back to creation because that is very much Genesis 1 as God moves over the waters. But we get this sense of thunder and lightning and glory and power, right? Even the the tall cedars of Lebanon, these would be the tallest trees that David would know about. They're tall and they're straight and they're majestic. You can still go visit them. There's a UNESCO World Heritage Site up in Lebanon for the cedars of Lebanon. But he's saying that the voice of the Lord is is splintering them, is shattering them. Think, if you will, if you're someone who lives where I am of the big redwood trees, or if you're somewhere on the east coast of a giant oak tree, and how powerful and permanent it tends to look, and how old and wonderful, and yet it's saying the voice of the Lord is more powerful. The voice of the Lord is stronger. It is powerful. It is majestic. And there are a few things I think of that are truly majestic. When we talk about majestic, I think of mountain ranges. I think of things that are large, things that I can't fit in the viewfinder of my camera, that I can't capture the wonder and the beauty of. And saying the voice of the Lord is like that. The voice of the Lord is majestic, that I can tell you about it all day. We're going to talk about it here for 10, 15 minutes, but I can't capture the voice of the Lord. I can't capture how wonderful the strength and power and glory of God are. We see David trying to use a lot of analogies. We see the saints and the teachers of old trying to pull out, you know, that God is like a shamrock and that God is like this and God is like that. But we can't quite capture it, is what David is saying. It's beyond our understanding and certainly beyond our expression. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf. And I'm thinking here that Lebanon being the region, the country, the hills, the mountains, that's a pretty good trick. And Syrian like a young wild ox. He strikes with flashes of lightning. Think about, if you will, a lightning storm. And for those of you who live in places that you get lightning every day, like Florida or southeastern United States, I don't know that you appreciate how powerful it is. You may have grown used to it. For those of us out here who get it once every three years, it is spectacular when it happens. It lights up the sky for miles around, and then that thunder comes. And as you're counting the distance between the thunder and the lightning, and that number gets smaller and smaller and smaller, and the lightning gets closer and closer, it can be terrifying because there is such concentrated power in a bolt of lightning. And David says, yeah, God is like that. When God strikes with flashes of lightning. And then also talks about the unpredictability. 
right? And that was always one of the things about lightning, especially in David's day. It comes out of the sky like a bolt of lightning, possibly anticipated, but still startling, still unpredictable, and that God is like that. The power and the unpredictability of God. He shakes the desert and twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. He is describing all of the things that look so permanent and saying God is more powerful than all of that. And what could God's people possibly say in response to that? And he says, in his temple, all cry glory. And then he finishes with these two verses. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. It's interesting that as we get all of this power and tumultuous glory and majesty, that we finally wrap up here with the last part here of strength and peace. This whole passage has not been peaceful. It's been twisting and shaking and thundering and lightning. And yet it says that God is enthroned over the flood. God is enthroned over all of those things that threaten us, over all of those powerful things in whose hands we are lost. God is enthroned as king forever. God is always there. God is always powerful. God is always strong. And he gives strength to us and blesses us with peace. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. My prayer for you this week is that you will contemplate the power and strength of God and the glory of God, and that in that you will find peace. If you have any questions about the Bible Study Podcast, Send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.